Hey you guys, it's your hostess with the mostest, your girl Dee Dee, and this is a new episode of Growing Up Dee Dee. It is the 31st, the last day of this lovely July, and we're about to go to the next level of Jumanji, so we hope that August you act right, because you ain't been acting right all July, so we'll see what you got, Mr. Entanglement. That's what I'm going to start calling August, Entanglement. July entanglement, September, October, November, December. That sounds <laughs> sounds legit. I like that. I hope you guys had a great week, and I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. And ah, I actually have some updates for you guys. Let me tell y'all. I I wrote it down. Let me unravel the paper. I hope y'all heard that in the back. Boom. So I have registered for classes for this semester. You know, trying to get back on the the school bandwagon because you know I fell off but you know I'm getting back on that hoe trying to get this degree as hard and slowly as I seem to be possibly going um I'm also working out again I'm still been working out but working out in a different section last time I was doing cardio and legs now I'm going to be working on some abs and arms and still do some legs and cardio so that way I can have a full well about workout for the whole body so I can be right in the next six months these workouts ain't easy because I didn't know that doing these arms workouts, I was working out my shoulders too. And like that shit started to, y'all, arms ain't no bitch. Let me tell y'all. These back and shoulder muscles, sore. Okay. So if y'all know uh, a physical therapist or a masseuse, hit my line so I can give them some of my money for their services because I'm definitely in need. And lastly, you guys, me and my friends are starting a book club. Yay! It is called Black Lit Books. That's our Instagram handle, IG, at B-L-K dot L-I-T books with an S. Okay? It is a black book club that will only be reading black authors. Um, In school, we read a lot of white authors and there are very, not very many black authors that um were put into our curriculum so I feel like this is a great opportunity for black people and non-black people to come together and read some black written stories non-fiction fiction murder mystery romance erotica all that shit will be done our first book will be announced on August 10th and then we're going to start doing zoom meetings so that way we can all talk about the book but more details coming soon so look at for that information on my personal Instagram page, and I'll give you guys all that information at the end of the show. So, I want to um, have a high point or a key point from last week's episode. Um, I got some feedback from it, and I just want to let you guys know, these celebrities are definitely not paying y'all to defend their honor, okay? They don't know who the fuck you are, and they're not depositing any coins in your account for attacking people because they don't agree with what your favorite said. Um, And in reference to that, that comes from when I said I will still support Tory Lanez even though he shot Megan. Tory came out and said his side of the story. So there, and there still haven't been any confirmation from Megan. So we're still speculating what's happening. So until Tory comes out and be like, yeah, I shot the bitch. I'm still listening to Tory. And probably even after he said he shot her, I'm still listening to Tory. I'm sorry. You can feel how you want to feel. But like somebody else said in the comments, um, y'all forgave Chris Brown. I was down with Chris Brown, the whole goddamn controversy. I know it ain't right. Don't put your hands on a woman. But, bitch, don't you put your hands on my son and don't think my son ain't going to whoop your ass, too. So, it is what it is. Sorry, I don't (laughs) condone domestic violence. I don't condone um, any type of violence. But if a motherfucker got to get hit, they got to get hit, period. And that's just that on that. You can cancel me for that later. I don't care. Now, moving on. 
because those are the all the weekly updates that I have, I want to get into a very serious topic that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I just want to let you guys know, I do have a special guest with me. Her name is my sissy nikki say hi to the people what to do now nikki will be here to help me speak about um the topic at hand and basically is discrimination in the medical field so if i have anything that um i'm not saying that's correct or any facts that are actually wrong she's going to help me to explain something or set the record straight for what i may have said incorrectly so i was doing some research this week about it and i discovered that do you guys know there is this man named jay is it Miriam? marion excuse me jay marion sims he is the father of gynecology but the reason um i guess his legacy has been tarnished is because it has been proven that he had performed you know gynecology experiments on black women with no anesthesia Anesthetic? Anesthesia. 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 I don't know what I've been saying all week. I've been saying, what, amnesia? Yeah. (laughs) I've been saying amnesia all week. (laughs) So trying to say. Not it. Trying to say amnesia. Anesthetic. Anesthetic? It's been been a trip. Dyslexia be fucking me up. But um, he didn't perform. He performed surgeries on these 10 black women with no anesthetic. So they were awake and they felt everything. Um. And after he actually perfected his technique um, and doing the things that he was doing for gynecology, he actually went to Europe and performed these same procedures on white women and gave them anesthetic sedatives and, you know, put them to sleep. And he is quoted to say that the reason why he opted to not perform, I mean, to not actually supply anesthesia. Anesthesia for the black women that he was um, experimenting on is because he said, and I quote, black people do not experience pain the way white people do. So that actually kind of set the bar for a lot of people who were actually going to into the medical field to become doctors and become nurses to think that black people do not experience pain. And um, why I feel like this is so near and dear to my heart is because um, when I was a child, um, I got hit by a car. How old was I? Three? five six ish maybe somewhere around but you were young yeah very young and i got hit by a car so my mom took me to the hospital and she took me to Loyola in chicago right maywood Loyola, yeah same difference same difference somewhere around there in the city of chicago so when she took me there um they you know ran a cat scan said they didn't find anything they did all the necessary things for anybody who you know has been hit by a car to make sure there is has no internal bleeding or whatever and they discharged me saying that i was fine um i think my mom said we were only there for maybe like two or three hours and that was it they discharged me let me go so two weeks later i had to go back to the hospital and the reason why i had to go back to the hospital because i had internal bleeding and they said i had what was it a tumor or a hemorrhage was it your hemorrhage junior in your gut, I think. Yeah, I had a hemorrhage in my gut, and I had a something that was the size of a baseball. What is that? Like a, a was it a blood clot or? It wasn't a blood clot. You'd be dead if it was a blood clot. Okay, I would have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they said you had the size of a baseball. It was something, y'all, and clearly something that could have been prevented if they actually gave me the care that I needed two weeks prior, and. They're trying to say that my mom was uh, abusing me and my mom actually had to go back and find the discharge papers. If it wasn't for her actually finding those discharge papers, um, the hospital basically tried to 
They called Child Protective Services to see if my mom was actually abusing me and all that other stuff. But if she didn't have those discharge papers to prove that, you know, she she took me to the hospital and they didn't do anything, she would have been in jail and I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't have been with my mom. So I say all that to say is um, you have to speak up as black women and as black people in general when you're going to the hospital and you're doing anything in the medical field that you feel as if your your acknowledgement or your pain isn't being heard. You have the right to request to speak to another doctor or to have another nurse. You have the right to perform a second opinion or get a second opinion from someone else if you don't feel like your prognosis is actually what's going on. Because I feel like, and this is just my opinion, and I'm not in the medical field, so Nikki, whenever you can definitely speak up, I feel as if a lot of doctors feel like, you know, I have this degree, so whatever the fuck I said, is wrong with you if it falls within the guidelines of what you know the symptom or whatever I'm diagnosing you with that's just that and you know I'm not wrong I feel like a lot of doctors have this godlike complex and they just want to you know come in there and say what you know I said what I said and that's it and now the nurses have to you know basically heal the patient because the doctors diagnose but the nurses are the ones who are healing the patient they're the ones who spend more time with that patient they're the ones who know that patient's pain So if you ever feel as if any of your concerns are going unnoticed, please speak out because this is your health, this is your life, and you need to let them know that you have pain or you have this or something is going on. And stop lying to your doctors. And make sure they document that they are refusing to treat you or refusing to take your opinion or your suggestion as to what you need. Make sure they fully document that on your chart. That if you say that you need a CAT scan to see something, make sure they fully document that. That they are refusing because they feel that you don't need it. Document is key. If they didn't write it down, it didn't happen. That's the world of medical field, period. If they don't write it down, it didn't happen. It'd be your word against that doctor's, period. So with that being said, the next thing that I want to talk about for today's episode is the death rate within our black women when giving you know, giving birth or during pregnancy. Um, I'm starting to see a lot more reports of mothers dying during pregnancy or um, complications due to pregnancy that the child was lost. And it's just really tragic and very disheartening to hear. And there's a lot more, you know, black women than there's um, other women of color. Not saying that other women don't experience this, but at a higher rate, um, black women are dying during childbirth versus women of other nationalities. So um, I dug up a few facts um, that I want to talk about, and it says African American women have 2.3 times the uh, <clears throat> higher infant mortality rate than non Hispanic or white women. African American infants are 2.8 times as likely to die from complications related to low birth rate as compared to non-Hispanic white infants. African-Americans had over twice the sudden death, uh, sudden infant death syndrome mortality rates than non-Hispanic whites in 2017. And in 2017, African-American mothers were 2.3 times more likely than non-Hispanic white mothers to receive late or no prenatal care. Now, Regardless if um <clears throat> if you're pregnant and you're not receiving prenatal care because um you know lack of insurance or lack of funds um is these these things shouldn't be as high as they are meaning um our concerns for black women when they're pregnant are going unnoticed um they're going unheard and this makes me actually very scared to have my own child because one of my biggest fears is actually dying during childbirth now why I don't know but ever since I was little. <laughs> 
I've had like certain death fears and this is one of them because I just feel like the moment that I'm in there straining and pushing and trying to get this child out of my vagina, like an aneurysm is just going to pop into a nigga brain and that's just going to be the end. That's one of the ways I, I seen it happen. The other way that back to the same visual, straining, pushing, trying to get this baby out of my uterus and vagina and I bleed out and I die. Like, I legit have these fears. This this shit makes me so scared. Not my my um family are telling me, you know, you're gonna be fine. I'm gonna make sure everything is okay. Um, I have another um sister. She's like, I'm gonna become a doula so that way, you know, if you have any concerns, you let me know and I'll make sure that you know they're getting voiced. It it's just very scary for me to think about having a child, and this is exactly why I don't have one at 26 years old because I'm just so scared to not be able to raise my child because my concerns or anything that I've told my doctor, my nurses went unnoticed. And because of that, I died. And is, I know this, I was thinking about, you know, just having babies at 30, but then speaking with my sister, she's like that there's, it's called a geriatric pregnancy, a high-risk pregnancy if you're having children after 35 or 35 and above because um, your hormones in the female's body start to change. And um, I don't know what exactly changes <clears throat> in the body from when I was 25 to when I was 35, but, you know, things things go on unseen. And it just makes me wonder, like, damn, when is it a good time to have a child? If I'm not ready in my 20s to have this child and I'm ready in my 30s, there may be complications, there may be problems. My concerns may not be being taken seriously. I have a child too young, then, you know, oh, you're a baby raising a baby, this, this, and this. You're going to struggle all your life. So it's like, when is it a good time for a woman to actually conceive and have a child? Because now in today's day and age, economically, I'm not having a kids because, damn, I can barely afford to keep myself alive. But back in those times, um, back in the day, it was common for a woman to get married, uh, get married off, and have a whole bunch of goddamn kids because those kids helped out with um, the living situation. Like if you had a farm or whatever, or the kids kept bought an extra income for the house. But I can't not have a baby because oh, you're getting too old, your eggs and da da da. But then it's like if I do have a baby. Which one of you motherfuckers gonna be here to help and babysit and you know pick them up and feed them? Cause see, I'm gonna have to do that all the time, and my life gonna have to slow down because y'all want me to have some goddamn kids that y'all not gonna be there for when they come. So no, I'm not doing that. Um, but I just want you to let you know anybody who's pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, these facts are real. You have any questions, please voice your concerns, read all the books, um, be vocal at your appointments, let them know anything that you have concern about, just talk to your doctor about it. And if your doctor seems to be like hella, hella frustrated with you, um, asking questions or saying anything or being combative at all from what they're saying get another doctor there are look up black 
I wouldn't say black pediatricians, but black um, OBGYNs in your area, if there are any. I know there's a lot um, in Plano for the people who reside in Dallas or in Texas. A lot in Plano. There's some few in Dallas, and I think there may be one in Ireland. I'm not sure. But... <clears throat> If you're comfortable with speaking to someone that is of your community, find that doctor um, so that way you can be comfortable with voicing your opinions because not only do you have to worry about yourself, you have to worry about your child's health as well. And we don't we want both of you to be happy and healthy in this life. So those were my things that I want to talk about for um, discrimination in the medical field. I want to thank my sister for coming on and being my voice of reason and my corrector here in this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and um, took away some facts that you know I presented to you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. As always, follow me on social media. Personal is Dee Dee Sade. Sade is spelled S-H-A-R-D-A underscore. The page for my podcast is at Growing Up Dee Dee. That is at Growing Up Dee Dee on IG and on Twitter. I do also have an email address. It is at Dee at gmail.com. For the book club, it is at B-L-K dot lit L-I-T books with an s and once we have everything rolling and everything up and ready i would also put more information on my personal page the podcast page and i would also talk about it here peace love and happiness and see you next saturday for a new episode of growing up with dd bye